Well, it is Holy Week on Amen, Brother Ben, the podcast that keeps you focused on God and acting like Jesus, getting ready for Easter. And on this day in the Holy Week calendar, the betrayal happens. The bad guy of the story comes forward, Judas Iscariot. Someone asked me a good question, though. They said, as bad as Judas was, could he have turned it around to the end? We'll see. This is episode 153, and uh, hopefully you're listening to it on a Wednesday, the Wednesday of Holy Week. That's when we're dropping this. And uh, I've been trying to go through and pick out some points of the Passion Week or Holy Week timeline, some of the events that led up to Jesus's crucifixion and his death, burial, and resurrection. It is the most epic, most important event in human history and then the history of the world. If, if, if this didn't happen, then as believers, we have nothing to hang our hat on. We have nothing to hang our eternity on. If Jesus doesn't do this, there is no way to salvation. There is no way to pick up to the, uh, all the pieces of the brokenness and the sinfulness of the world around us. There's no way for us to turn it around without Jesus. And can you imagine being with Jesus day after day for three years? That's about the time that Jesus spent ministering and uh, taking his 12 disciples around. And as most everybody knows, even if you're not really familiar with the church, you know that he was betrayed for 30 pieces of silver by one of his disciples, Judas Iscariot. He even calls him out. A little bit later on in the week, which we may t- we may touch on tomorrow, but it's one of those. He's one of those like Ju- the Judas figure has become the uh, symbol for the the ultimate betrayer, the turncoat. Um, and someone asked me one time, they said, "Wait a minute, could God still save Judas? Was it too late for Judas, or?" Could he have turned it around in the end? And in fact, depending on what translation of the Bible you grew up reading, if you're one of those KJV onlyers and you stick by your guns, I love my KJV, which by the way, it's a good translation. It's not the best translation, but it's a good one. But uh, in Matthew 27, if you read Matthew 27, three through five in the KJV, it says that Judas repented. But every other translation I looked at, I'm going to read you. I think this is the NLT. It says, when Judas, who had betrayed him, saw that Jesus was condemned, he was seized with, not repentance, but remorse, and turned the 30 pieces of silver to the chief priest and to the elders. He admitted, I have sinned, he said, for I have betrayed innocent blood. What is that to us? They replied, that's your responsibility. So verse 5 in Matthew 27 tells us the fate of Judas. He says, so Judas threw the money into the temple and left. And then he went away and he hanged himself. So he was obviously feeling really bad about what he did to Jesus. So was Judas at the last minute, because 
you know, the one of the things that we talk about around Easter is one of the thieves on the cross, one of the other two people crucified with Jesus, uh, at the last minute there, repented, and Jesus says, today you'll be with me in paradise. So is betraying Jesus to um, to the enemy, is that an... Uh, in in principle, is that blasphemy? Does that send him to hell no matter what? Well, in principle, no. Nothing besides just denying that Jesus is the Savior uh, is is irredeemable, right? Every every other thing Jesus can overcome, right? For you and I's sake, right? Like any sin will send us to hell um, without him. Uh, but even when we are saved, the only thing that could, you know, only thing that, that could uh, really send us to hell, and it would actually make us not truly saved, uh, I don't want to go down that rabbit hole, but uh, is if we say, nope, Jesus is not the way, the truth, and the life. He's not the only way to God. But that's not what Judas was saying there. So could was, was Judas in his remorse, could he, even though he hanged himself, by the way, suicide, uh, if you if you look theologically speaking, a lot of people will agree with me on this. I don't believe suicide is a irreconcilable sin, right? I don't. That's not a sin. Uh, if if a believer uh, in in sickness or in a, a a moment of weakness takes their own life, that does not send them to hell. But Judas did that, and so there's a there's a few simple reasons uh, that I would say no, Judas did not repent. Uh, one is you just got to read the rest of the, the first couple answers. I just, real simple and, and out there. And then I want to dive in on this last reason. But the first reason is because of Luke 22, three, it says, uh, Satan entered into Judas, who was called Iscariot. So before Judas betrayed him, Satan literally went into him. He had given himself over to the enemy so fully, uh, uh, that uh, it was obvious that he was not remade and redeemed, and he was not a born-again believer. And a believer, someone who has uh, had that uh, that transaction, uh, if you want to call it that, but where you go from death to life, you receive the forgiveness uh, of of Jesus through repentance, um, the, the devil cannot go into you and control you like that. Right, you can feel demonic presence. You can be influenced and oppressed by them, but but if you have the Holy Spirit of God living inside of you, the devil ain't getting anywhere close to that. Right, so that's one reason why I would say, well, apparently he wasn't saved. But also, uh, in John seventeen twelve, Jesus basically says as much. He said, Jesus in praying, uh, he says, while I was with them, talking about the disciples, I kept them in your name which you had given me. I have guarded them and not one of them has been lost except for the son of destruction. And that, and so that the scriptures might be fulfilled. So think about that. Judas was the only one. Jesus is basically saying Judas was never one of us truly, right? So Judas didn't get saved and then lose his salvation at the end because he wanted 30 pieces of silver and he let, let the devil in. He was never, Imagine being with Jesus that often for three years, uh, seeing the miracles, feeling the power, and still selling him out. His heart had to have been hardened beyond uh, reach because of his own decisions. 
So, but here's the main thing, and here's what I want us to understand how it applies to us. You see, the truth is remorse is not repentance. They are not the same thing. Okay? Judas felt bad for his actions, sure. But let's look at his reactions to his to what happened when he when he was finally overcome with remorse. He didn't try to help Jesus. He didn't take that 30 pieces of silver and try to buy back Jesus's uh, freedom. He just tried to give it back. He didn't go to testify and say say I was wrong, get let him let him off, he's free. He ran. He tried to get out of the consequences. And when he realized he couldn't, um, then he he took the coward's way out and he hung himself or hanged himself. He was avoiding consequences, which is not the same thing as repentance. Now, you compare that with someone else who did Jesus pretty wrong in his last days and hours, which is Peter. Jesus called that Peter would deny him three times um, before the rooster crowed in the morning. And guess what? It happened. And Peter was overcome with remorse, but also repentance. And and Peter had a very different reaction. He doubled down on his following of Jesus. He realized where he was wrong, and he ran after Jesus once again. He didn't hide from the 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 consequences. He didn't hide from others. And he ended up being, uh, as Jesus promised, the rock that Jesus was going to build his church on. And Peter went to his death years later, um, just sold out for Jesus. And he was the opposite of the coward that he was in Jesus's last moments. And so that is the difference, ladies and gentlemen, between regret and remorse and true repentance. And here's the thing. This is something you need to understand as well. You can feel bad about your sins. You can even do as Judas and acknowledge it. Admit it to people. I'm a sinner, right? I, 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 I'm no good. But that doesn't mean you are saved. You need to have a repentance, a which just means a change of heart, a change of mind, making that decision that who you are and the sin that dominates your life is not okay. And I'm going to do whatever I need to do to make that right with Jesus and make that right with the people in my life that I'm sinning against. And so check yourself as we get ready for Easter. By the way, there's a lot of people in churches that feel bad for their sin and they, they try to absolve their guilt by showing up on a Sunday, but you have never repented. You have never went and, and not only told Jesus you were a sinner, but asked him to save you, asked him to forgive you and set you free. And I don't want you to be that close to Jesus and end up going the way of Judas. And so, because guess what? We're all cowards, and, and there are times where we've all betrayed Jesus, but he has given us this precious gift of repentance so that we can be made right with him again. If you have any questions about repentance, if you're not quite sure where you are, I'd love to talk to you more about that. Send me an email, pastorben at lovesiler.com. You can also send me a message or a, online or, or a voicemail. Uh, you can like leave a voice audio message to me at amenben.com. I'd love to talk to you about it, right? This is what Easter is all about. Jesus made that way for you to repent and turn and become something new. I would love to help you get there this week.